And here we are. We are live once again. It is the Jay and Rob Toy Show. Let me bring my brother on air to get things going. Mr. Jay Bartlett is in the house, in the studio, broadcasting from his fireside retreat. And I am still in Freddy's boiler room behind me. You're in Freddy's boiler room. I'm in some log cabin up north somewhere. I'll never reveal where, but... uh... It's nice up here. It's cold, but it's nice. Good. Getting nice and toasty and the uh, the ski lodge there. You have quite, the, it looks like a lot more gaming behind you than action figures, but we'll let it slide for the sake of the show. Let it slide. How you, you doing? Don't like, you don't like the, the view in the studio. You always give me crap. No, I, I like it. I like this much better. Yeah, I feel so. like they're like you're in a room and not inside like a broom closet that you've stuffed with action figures. I feel like there's a little bit of depth, a little bit of, you breathe a little bit. Now, well, maybe I, if I if I get a sweet raise with that action figure adventure money, maybe then I can. Oh upgrade yeah, well, video. you know, you know how it is. Now I, I do have to apologize because I've left one key component out. If you've been watching and and you rewatched last week with our Motu Joe episode, you'll know that I had a very special accoutrement that that is now part of what we do here. This is not a style hack. This is just the future. Oh no! Here we go. So. I've got my scarf. Scarf's on. Here we go. This isn't a scarf. Joke's on you. Well, joke's on you. That's what you need. You can't just put you an outlaw. Are you going to go rob a bank? Where's your horse, cowboy? I'm going to go play at the rainbow in about 20 minutes. but I don't know if I can what, get there in time. 20 minutes, 39 years ago? <laughs> Good luck with that. Is this not what bands look like now? All right, wait a minute. Are there bands still? That. Is that nope. a thing? No, no, not not anymore. Not anymore. It's 2020, Jay. It's the end of everything. You know, it's funny. I I watched uh, Joe Rogan from a few years ago, and Steve Tyler was on, and he was talking about Spotify and all this digital stuff. Mm. Every time Aerosmith gets a song played on Spotify, he makes three cents. <laughs> wow. Robbery. Robbery. That's ridiculous. Anyway, how are you? What's going on? Good. I'm uh, excited for another episode of Monday Night Macaloo. I mean, the Jay and Rob Toy Show. Um, This week, we're talking the business of collecting. We've got a very special guest coming on for Hmm. our main topic, Mr. Justice Curry, who, of course, makes an appearance in Action Figure Adventure as well. I wonder if people are starting to put together a theme here with some of our guests. I think think it's adding up. Yeah, they've... Well, I'm not going to say anything. I, I I feel like every time I'm going to talk about action figure adventure, like Nintendo Quest, I'm going to get like an electric shock, like in Ghostbusters. So only 75 I've, more to go. I've learned to just eh, no, you go, you answer it, and we're good that way. I just want to remind people: if you're listening on the audio or the podcast side of things, please make sure you give us some review, give us some ratings, and on the video side, give us that big thumbs up. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you get notified for when we go live, so you never miss any of this awesome action. Awesome extra action. And of course, we are on Patreon as well. If you want to hear more of two men, grown men, talking about their action dollies and anything else in between and, and all their collecting diseases and obsessions, then then you know where to go. You're going to get more of it there. Uh, I still, the last episode, I had to have like an extra long shower to rub all the, the dirt off of Joe. Oh my God. Most collection was an awesome guest. <laughs> and I never thought we would have such filthy paraphernalia in the collecting world make its appearance on. There you go. I don't know what we're doing. Yeah. Um, I want to get to the icebreaker. And since this is our big holiday extravaganza event episode, it's got to be Christmas themed. 
the Grinch is a well-known holiday character, Jay. Let's is he? Say, okay. okay. Yeah, he is. Let's say okay. he came and stole X toy from you. What year and what toy would have hurt the most if the Grinch had stolen your Christmas? All the stuff when I was a kid or everything I have now? He only weird. steals one toy from one year of Christmas. The, the biggest thing I remember was getting the uh, the LJN wrestling ring. And that was such an exciting Christmas because I literally got all the wrestlers too. And I remember just being so excited and actually feeling like I was part of the WWF playing with these things. So I'd have to go with the wrestling ring. I have to go with the wrestling ring. That would have been a pretty big letdown if you would have got like all the figures and like the box was like empty or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I, yeah, I mean, imagine mom, like she got me like all the wrestlers and no ring. And then I had to use my imagination. Oh, come on. I don't want to use that imagination. I, I think for me, it would have been Michelangelo. I, I had, I mean, even the year I got an NES for Christmas, you know, I, I only had Mario Duck Hunt. I don't remember having any other games that year. But if Michelangelo would have got stolen, I would have been pretty bummed out because I was waiting very specifically for Christmas to finally have all four turtles to do four turtle things. And if that was gone, I think it would have been like, what the hell? Like, I would have been just like livid. That the Grinch yeah. had, uh, that I had been Grinched. Yeah, I mean, or any kind of, you know, Luke Skywalker theft would be pretty, that would hurt me right here. But I I'm going to go with the ring. I'm going to stay with the wrestling ring. Let's stay with that. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, you always got a ton of Star Wars toys. So, you know, when it's like Power of the Force 2 or whatever, you know, you miss one guy, you're still going to have other ones. So I, I can see that. I can see yeah. that. I can see that. Danny is uh, shouting out to us on Facebook. What helps more if we watch on Facebook or YouTube? You know, Danny, it really doesn't matter. We just want you to watch and listen and hang out. Throw us a comment like you have here. Maybe YouTube so you can subscribe and get notified when we go live. If you miss it, it'll still be in your email box. You can check it out. And <laughs> Look at you trying to get subs. You got to just have more than me, don't you? I see your game. I'm, I, hey, you. I, I, I am on the same path as you. I want to have more than Jay the Exorcist. That's my goal too. Let's, dude. Let's contact him. I want to bring him on the show. Let's contact. I want to bring him. him on the show. 2021. It's a new year. We're allowed to do new things. Hey, Lisa, how's it going? Rock and roll. Um, it's a new year. I want to get Jay the Exorcist on. Do you think he'll come on? What do you think we got to do? What's the big sweet treat we got to lure him with? I don't know. I could pretend I'm possessed. Like my friend Jay needs you, Jay, because Jay is not acting like himself. Maybe we can do a live uh, broadcast exorcism. Mm. I don't know. He might see through it. You know, I'm not the greatest of actors, so Fair who knows? Enough. I think we'd have to say one of us is possessed to get him on here. Otherwise, he probably doesn't want anything to do with two boys playing with dolly toys tub time. Earlier in the week, I was having a conversation with my family about the the Christmas conundrum when you're a kid, and that's: Do you go and look for your presents? Or do you just wait for Christmas morning and for the surprise? And one story popped into my mind of our friend Kelly when there was the discovery oh, of, shucks, yeah. of her Christmas present. 64, I believe. Yeah, N64. Yeah. It was it was the I think it was what 98. It must have been 90 97 or 98. Like 
GoldenEye had just come out in the summer, and we were all playing it, renting controllers to come over and play with you. And we were all hoping to basically get an N64 that year. And I forget, I forget how we stumbled across it. I don't think we were actually looking for it. Were we? Yeah, we were. I think we were. <laughs> we were getting into the sauce, and we no. were looking around her place, which was gigantic. So it was kind of fun. Yeah, I mean, Christmas time is huge. But I, I remember like saying, "Oh, we found it, but this is the choice you have to make. Do you want to see it or not see it?" Like I remember not revealing it. Yeah. I never did that as a kid because Christmas time is so huge. It's such a buildup all year. And uh, if I had to find something like that, man, like it ruins it because it's so exciting to wake up Christmas morning and you know, you yeah. see it at 5 a.m. and all that stuff. And if you found it, I don't know, man, that's pretty devastating as a kid. Did you ever do that? Did you ever cheat and look for your toys? I, I remember starting down the path to like, hmm, I wonder what's in here. But then like my i was raised by my grandparents my grandma always scared the crap out of me with these like tales from when my mom and my uncle were younger they're like your mom and your uncle found their presents one year and they opened them all and looked at them and then they rewrapped them thinking they were smarter than us and we wouldn't find out and when when they came christmas morning boy they had some sad looks on their face because they didn't get anything else that's a good imitation and then i just thought i do not want to have that morning and i told you so morning and christmas day not for like the this there's, there's no extra reward in finding them ahead of time it's not like you can play with it ahead of time the closest i got when i asked my grandparents for christmas was like a guitar amp and they bought it ahead of time but they wouldn't let me play with it so i'd run downstairs and it was just at the tree i just plug it and play my guitar like on like half like ding a ding a ding a ding yeah but that was like the closest i ever got <laughs> yeah i can honestly say man i'm, I'm being uh, straight with you here i never i never looked because i never wanted to have that and i don't know the, my, my mom got me so much stuff i don't know where she put it all like i don't know how she possibly even hit it all it had to have been in in her room because well, that's i wouldn't have gotten there I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Nelson says, oh, you got the power sword back there. Uh, yeah, he's waiting on his from Big Bad Toy Store. This was from years ago. This is a foam. This is not metallic, but it's still one of the best representations I've seen of, of the power sword. So good on you, Nelson, for, for getting it. When uh, we interviewed Nelson for Action Figure Adventure, he had just started dipping his toes back into Masters of the Universe to go with his crazy... Uh, diorama setup that that he had so it's nice to see you're really really embracing all that motu merch check out our last episode if you want to see some obscure uh naughty motu merch from motu joe <laughs> if i can i can see you have the is that the detention block from 95 and oh. you have the cops and crooks the jailbird thing yeah yeah cool Looking awesome. at that. Well, maybe we'll just switch it up every episode and give some Easter eggs for people to kind of. Nothing is really set up. It's just kind of there because I got to have the cliche uh, video background to talk about dollies, right? Gotta I'm still, it. I'm still living in the last, the last thing we did. So yeah. Well, you know what? You, you know, it, it's five years per project. It's, it's time to rotate, Jay. It's time yeah. to rotate. So uh, the robot menace says, my brother and I found all our presents when your parents took them back and got us all other stuff. The toys that got returned were the ones we wanted. Oh, that is a bird. That's the kind of thing that leaves a scar on you. That shapes you, man. Like that's. I feel sorry for you, dude. That's a that's a pretty harsh lesson to learn. But that's like yeah. wow. That's a lot of effort. That's a lot of effort. 
Tommy says, hey, he loves cops. Nice to see you again, Tommy. Nice Granomir uh, avatar there. I like that a lot. Our first topic, Jay, is about the cost of collecting. We come back to this topic a lot. What does it truly cost to collect? We circle it a bunch of different ways. I thought it'd be interesting if you were to break down what a typical week for you is in, in time spent. And I'll chime in as well, thinking about like toy hunting, researching, chatting, uh, cleaning, all that kind of stuff. Lisa likes your fireplace, Jay. Thank you. Warm and cozy. Keeps those limbs nice and warm. <laughs> How do you spend your week? <laughs> How many hours do you dedicate to cleaning and chatting and researching? Uh, <laughs> um, I usually go well, if, before COVID hit and all that stuff. Uh, I think you and I would go to Heroes a lot. We we would go like once a week. Um, Heroes was really one stop for everything that I needed. So it wasn't, I didn't really feel the need to go around to different cities and stuff. We tend to keep that kind of thing for when we have the camera crew around. Um, I don't know. I've spent a lot more money during COVID than I have when it's not. I think uh, everyone can say that the expendable income is definitely through the roof. Sure. I, had to dial, I had to dial it down a bit, man. I had to dial yeah. it down, a bit, to be honest. Yeah. yeah, we definitely wait for the camera crew to do a ton of hunting outside of our hometown, but you know, I, I think when things were normal, it's at least a trip a week. So a couple hours easily, and then an hour or two cleaning all that stuff, whatever we end up getting. Yeah. And usually it's not the stuff that, you know, I've researched before I go there. It's pure sense of discovery that leads me to it. But it's usually the research going to these places, like how I spend my week. Like right now, I'll spend easily a good 20 minutes a day maybe a half hour looking at eBay, just looking at random action figure stuff to try to learn the stories or go on big bad toy store, or just type in like, you know, a different line and, and see what I can learn about it and just kind of go down the rabbit hole. Just, do you end up kind of doing that kind of thing? Yeah. eBay is dangerous and I was hitting it hard uh, during the summer. I remember I got a, a lot of really cool pieces in the summer, uh, but yeah, you, you start off looking at one thing and it's really great when you're searching I was uh, been into cops for a little bit now. You search like a character, and then you find a lot, mm. and then it's like, oh wow! So that has the character I need, plus all these other things. It's only fifty more dollars. I might as well. And then the next thing you know, you're collecting the whole set again when you just really intended to get a few of them. Right. I right. love that. I love it. It's like um, it's like when you're watching YouTube, right? And you're listening to great music on YouTube, and then in the suggested. It just keeps going from there, right? You just keep yeah. going and going. And Those going. algorithms are so smart. They they know, well, if you listen to like these last three songs, he probably likes this one next. And you just get sucked in. I mean, Netflix is kind of the same way. Or at least they try to really data mine what, what you like based on and what you watch and how long you watch it and when you stop and what time of day you watch it. It's 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 crazy. Uh, Brian uh, Blevins chimes in. Hey, Jay and Rob, uh, can you let us know what the Nintendo Quest Power Tour is? Jay, what's your best pitch for the Power Tour? <laughs> uh power tour uh was uh 2015 and i don't know if i came up with the idea or you did or we both did um i remember thinking it would be really fun since uh we were screening across north america we had all these dates lined up and i thought as you did too you know it'd be really cool if we documented this 
it turned out to be a lot more than the vision that I initially had of it. I thought it would be cool, like a you know behind the scenes of a band or something, like something like that. Um, it's still available on Prime. Yeah, and it's um, on. It's in Canada too on uh, Super yeah. Channel Jinx Esports TV, but it's on Prime everywhere else around the world. Um, so we we start off in Los Angeles and um, end up in Portland, and it's just every date we screen in. There's a lot of on-screen stuff with Rob and I, which um, was a lot of fun to do. We kind of have a little friendly competition of collecting games together. Uh, so check it out, man. It's not a not a lot of people know about it as much as Nintendo Quest, but um, I think it's it's fun to watch. Yeah, essentially, you said, "Oh well, we should film it," and I'm like, "Well, what are we gonna film?" And then I thought, this "Can we afford to film show. it?" <laughs> yeah, this is it. This is a show. I don't know. Just film it. This is what we got. And I thought, "Well, if we're gonna film it, and we're gonna be in all these cities. I'm gonna film people that are there. We're gonna film their collections and." Then you and I have to do something. So that's when the, the new challenge came up where you're going to try to go after your 10 games. I'm going to go after 10 games that I want any year, any system. So it's a little bit broader than Nintendo Quest. And whoever gets their 10 games first wins. But we don't know what's on each other's list going store to store. So it's yeah, we're, we're constantly trying to psych each other out, you know, what we're and looking at in the store. And such. there's some really great segments that you came up with and that you had uh, wrote that I didn't know about with us in hotels, the different hotels and the cities we were in. And you would just come up with these scenarios. Well, I would just come up with them. I spent a lot of time trying to figure out what worked and they would get revised based on what didn't work the last stop. Throw, throw out the uh, Mark Hamill scenario so everyone knows what we're talking about here. What was the Mark Hamill scenario? Um, you could either... It was like something you could never... Or Kobayashi Maru. So never like, meet Mark Hamill or... Never listen to Foo Fighters or Dave Grohl or something? No, no. It was like you could never see Mark Hamill again or never meet Mark Hamill or something. Or you'd be chained to William Shatner, but you have access to all Star Wars or something <laughs> like that. It's just stupid things like this, but it's really it's really a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, That's man, stupid things between friends, right? That was we a all, tour. It, it. it really was like, uh, like a band tour. And it felt that way. It was so wicked. Jacqueline chimes in. She says, how, how y'all, uh, Hey, Hey y'all, how was your holidays? How have they been so far? Uh, well, you know, it's, it, we're in Ontario and they're going into full lockdown in a few days and it's pretty stressful, I would say, but you know, trying to keep that Christmas spirit up. we got our scarves. Jay's got a fireplace for, to keep his limbs warm. So, you know, fireplace, limbs, scarves, it's a good deal. You know, uh, Nelson chimes in. He says, oh, man, since you guys have been here to film action figure adventure, he's got a ton of Joe's Masters Universe, Marvel Legends, Necker Predators. So crazy. He even expanded his toy room. Too many rabbit holes. He flips a lot to pay for the madness. And this is a good segue to the second part of, of the cost of collecting. And I, I, I always come back to this, Jay, especially with you. Let's talk about the cost of displaying. And I specifically want to know. How much you think you've invested in your display that you have between shelves and any lights and and pegs and have you bought furniture just for toys? Yeah, I'm not as crazy as some with the lights and all that. I, I would like to get into it, but those three, sorry, those four tiered glass cabinets that most collectors have, you know, that you can get at, at uh, IKEA, they're really great, but you need lights for them. Um, so I go with the 
we have a store in Canada called JISC, which is basically like Ikea. It's the same kind of thing. And I have a lot of black shelves. You can see them in Nintendo Quest, actually, in the game room. Um, a lot of that. But I haven't spent a ton. I would definitely like to upgrade a lot of things. But, you know, in your brain, you're like, okay, so I can spend $100 on this one nice shelf. Or I can spend $100 and get the new Snake Eyes figure, right? So yeah. that's the that's the tough thing. How about you? Well, I mean, because I am in the boiler room, there really isn't like anything to work with. And we moved into a place that was a, a little bit. It's not even that it's just it's a little bit bigger, but the layout is so different. So a lot of the the office furniture I had in my dungeon got like kind of put up and repurposed in the rest of the house. So I got left with the bare bones, you know, the situation that I'm in. So I just dropped like four hundred dollars on some of these metallic shelves that you see over here. And there's yeah. 30 shelves. I've got four of them I got to put together. It'll cover a lot, like a large space, which I mainly want to use so that I do have somewhat of a backdrop for filming instead of pink insulation. But I've got other furniture and stuff too that I absolutely have to invest in. I just keep thinking, oh, it would be great to spend $400 on dollies or $400 on a statue or something like that. But what, to have a pile up on the ground or leave it in a box and you can't do anything? I think you have to make it look nice or what's the point of having it? You know, doesn't Carson say in one of our episodes, you know, can you enjoy it if it's in boxes in a storage? And we've talked about that before. Um, there's no right or wrong answer. Um, opinion wise. I think we both have, we'll share the same one, which is having that stuff in bins. It kind of defeats the purpose of it. You know, in your mind, what's in the bins and that you physically have the items. But to have them in bins and they just sit there, I don't think that uh, you can fully enjoy it, right? Especially if you're uh, someone who keeps everything in the package. Just doesn't make a lot of sense to me, right? So how much time do you spend thinking about the display? That oh, too you've got, much. That you've got set up? Too much. Do you go with it like a grand vision or a plan? Because I'm like kind of at the beginning, right? Like, I'm sure I've got stuff up, but I can move all this stuff and like, less okay. than a half hour so do you sit there because you've got a few different displays up do you have a big plan or do you just kind of piecemeal it as you go i have a plan and i'm gonna bite the style oh. of uh one of my very favorite toy uh, channels on youtube i want to give a shout out to retro blasting and uh, michael french who's just a wicked dude his display is insane it's in a room like this like a big room but the walls are lined with glass cabinets. And I mean really big, real glass cabinets. And they all have the white lights. So I like that too. It is just gorgeous. And each shelf is cops and humanoids, blah, blah, blah. So each shelf is a series. And even he's a huge Star Wars fan too. So one cabinet is A New Hope. One cabinet is Empire and Return of the Jedi. And it's just, if I could do that, that would be my goal because it's just so cool, man. But that's I can't even imagine what those would cost each. Easily, like I would say three, four hundred each. And he's got like 10, 12 of them. Right. Uh and I'm still trying to figure out do I just kind of keep putting up a new shelf and then throw stuff on the shelf? Or do I or should I sit down literally with a pen and paper and just like chart it out like a diagram or some sort of architecture and I don't, I don't know where to go. And what do you do? I mean, that's a lot of new stuff. Are you going to buy a bunch of new things or and wait till it's all there to do it? Or are you going to piecemeal it kind of bit by bit? Or So I've got three of the Ikea glass four-tiered ones now. Um, 
And to be completely honest, it's not that I can't afford it, but I always find new pieces I want want to acquire over the shelf. So I piece it together. I think if I'm going to wait to have it all at once, like, yeah, that's, that's going to take a couple of years, man. And is it ever really done? Is well, that's really done? I mean, I'm in the unfortunate situation where I have a lot of space right here. Like there's probably 12 feet behind me and 20 feet like left and right. But that direction towards camera, there's another 30 feet. It's it's a massive, massive space. So that's a lot of money to invest in shelvings because there's nothing down here at all, like nothing. So to kind yeah. of do that, and these shelves that I that I picked up, they're only, I think they're four feet wide by two and a half feet deep. So even to go that route, like all the way, I'm going to need like seven or eight shelves just to get to the end. And then it's just going to be like systematic library looking stacks. And I don't really like that. Either. I like a little bit of that here and there, but I want a little bit of theming. And this thing over here is just like weird cubicle boxes. They're not awesome for displaying on figures because they're vinyl. So they're perfect for case figures or figures on card because they sit nice and they have a little give because some boxes and cards are a little wonky depending on how that bubble sits. So I got the Jimmy legs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nelson, correct me if I'm wrong. Nelson is in one of the first episodes and he has yeah. everything in the basement, right? Correct. Yeah. I just, while he's here, I just want to say, dude, your collection is crazy. I like how you have everything set up. Like it almost looks like battle scenes. Yeah. He's it's done really something cool, awesome. Dude. Yeah. And Nelson's chiming in right now. He tries to use reclaim, reclaimed items for his diamond mostly because it's cheap, but he's trying to help the environment too. He's a dolly collector environmentalist. I like it a lot. <laughs> Cheers, man. Yeah, your your stuff's awesome, dude. Yeah. So, uh, Moti Joe's chiming in. Um, he says, do some custom shelves. Yeah, that, you know, when we can do it, Moti Joe. And uh, Moti Joe is saying there's always the ceiling. Moti Joe's collection goes on the ceiling. He's got reaction figures lined all across the top of uh, of his of his collection room. So, he's literally using as much space as, as possible. Have you thought I about do. doing the ceiling? No. No, I, I personally don't like that style. I've seen uh, Justice, his room is like that too, where he's got, I think it's kind of like a, a star pattern he has on his ceiling there with stuff on it. So that's cool. Yeah, our uh, our big special guest, Justice Curry, is in the green room. We're going to bring him on in just a second. He's, he's making sure he's looking nice and handsome for the audience there. He's checking the light. He's combing his hair. He's uh, looking quite spiffy. I can see him. He can't. He's, he can see us because we're live, but I'm taking a look at him. This is a little sneak peek. i got to build up the teaser for him. And we're going to be talking about the business of collecting or what I call next level collecting with him because this guy, he's a bit of a hustler, Jay. He's a bit of a hustler. He likes to really get out there and uh, yeah. do some stuff. I've um, seen tons of stuff with him picking up lots and him and Joe going. It's all stage. The guy, the guy's a complete phony. He's a fake. He pays people money to open up these, you know, fabulous, you know, secret surprise showcase showdowns with people. And it's like, oh look, I just happened to find this. I swear it's new. No, Justice is awesome. He he hunts down these <laughs> deals. I'll let him. I'll let him vindicate the truth and. And whatnot. This is the only time I'm going to be able to get a word in edgewise because he's just going to talk in and you know lay lay the lay the advice onto us real thick. He's going to out talk you. He's he's a pretty good talker. He's got a lot of good things that. to say. So uh, without further ado, I'm going to bring uh, Mr. Justice Curry on. There he is. There's the man. Oh hey guys. Oh hey. Oh there. There are. Welcome. Welcome. And I see you've got the the cliche background display of Dolly figures as well. That's nice. That's our theme for tonight. That's right. And guys, 
I, I have like 2% on my phone and I don't have a charger. So we literally have like five minutes. So let's get to talking. Come on, let's go. Oh, well, we've got a countdown. Well, first, I'm, let me I'm say kidding, that. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We got time. Well, the countdown is on now. You've put it out in people's minds. We're limiting you to two minutes. So I'm going to talk for an, a minute and a half of it as I introduce you. And then Thank about God. 15 seconds as I say goodbye. Uh, your Instagram bio says you're living the adventure of life and sharing your journey. The only normal people are the people you haven't met. Yes. Yes. Very true. Very true. Because if you really get to know someone, you're going to find out they're as messed up as you are. There ain't no such thing. It's just some people are better at hiding their, uh, their quirks and weirdness. And when you can embrace this, oh, <laughs> your life gets uh, a whole lot better. And I can go on tangent after tangent. Like I used to be in a uh, in the closet as far as toy collecting. Like none of my coworkers knew about this. Um, not even a lot of my family. That's why I created like Justice is not my real name. Just by the way, I know shocker, big reveal. Darth Vader is uh, Luke's father. But what? Um, yes, it's it's insane. Listen, um, we don't do spoilers. I don't care where you're from. We don't do spoilers on this show, okay? Yeah, I'm blocked. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, yes, you want to tell people this, who you are? I mean, you're going down to your philosophy, but nobody knows who you are. First, tell us who you are. <laughs> tell us who you are. Uh, you know and what? what you I do. have multiple personalities. Some days I'm someone else, but right now I'm Justice Curry. I am a toy connoisseur. I love collecting toys. Um, this is my escape from real life. In real life, I am a police officer that deals with all that insanity that you see on the news that I don't want to talk about because that's what I deal with day in and day out. This wow. is my vacation from real life. And collecting toys has helped me through a lot of dark times, good times, bad times. And the people that I've met and the rush of nostalgia, it's like a drug. And I can go on another tangent where I used to have a problem with alcoholism. And this became my new drug when I got sober about eight years ago. Um, toy collecting, I hit it hard and I just went full throttle into it. And I haven't looked back. Um, and it's obviously a much healthier addiction than some of these other things people use to cope with the stresses of real life. Um, but yeah, that's a little tidbit of... For sure, for yes. sure. Nelson, who's been watching the whole stream and is part of Action Figure Adventure, like yourself, Justice, is right on. I've been watching JC for ages, so you're bringing the audience tonight, brother. We appreciate it. The check is in the mail, as always. <laughs> Just like you pay My people in Justice, you pay people in Justice Bucks. We've got Jay and Rob uh, dollars that we don't give people at all. We just tease them with them. They have no redeemable value, like your Justice <laughs> Bucks. So I understand and, what's going and on it's, there. It's it's neat too because it comes full circle. Like I remember years ago watching. Uh, Nintendo Quest, you know, just coming across Nintendo Quest. No, you didn't. You haven't I seen swear, it. I swear. I swear to God. You, you I said swear to me today, life. you said, should I mention Nintendo Quest? Because I don't <laughs> want to talk about a film I haven't seen. I said, no, please plug it. We need the help. No, I'll even tell you a little bit about it. Jay. I Hello, Jay. Well, I you a, Jay a hasn't even talked yet. Can I say hi, Rob? I, I I'm can I say Jay. this is my freaking show here. I know. <laughs> can you mute Rob's mic, Jay? And Jay, let's talk. I want, I've never really had a conversation with you before. Yeah, we tried to do the live thing in the summer and I didn't have headphones and it didn't work out, but we're here now. So yeah, it's okay, good to meet you, dude. And I got to say, um, I'm a Joe guy too. And your collection is freaking crazy. Your card of Joe's that you have, man. That's uh, pretty <laughs> impressive, dude. Yeah. I love the Crimson Guard shirt. That's great. 
Yeah, buddy. And I got, I'm rocking the undershirt with the Christmas theme, you know. Nice. Yeah, I represent both. Love it, man. Yeah, so, yeah, you and uh, we were just talking about you and Joe going out all the time and finding all these bargains, and you guys always find these great lots, and it's a lot of fun to watch, man. It's oh, cool. yeah, that, and that's what, you know, early on with YouTube, when I got into it about three years ago, um, I purposely didn't put ads. I know most YouTubers, 99% of guys put in ads, but I, I went, you know what? I don't want anyone confusing my motivations with it and going, oh, you're just trying to do this for money or whatnot. So I said, I'm going to take that argument out of it. And now, you know, some people are like, why don't you put ads in it? You can make some money. I'm like, I, I don't care. I want to share my adventure, the excitement of finding these lots, talking about toys maybe that I'm not so familiar about. Um, I had a guy over today bringing all these, you know, original Star Wars, full runs of carded this, that, the other thing. I'm not a Star Wars expert. So to bring other people on and have experts and display what they're super passionate about is fun for me. Talking about G.I. Joes and carded Joes, um, you know, that's fun for me. All the craziness in the background. Um, wow. Are those man, pictures that you printed out from your dot matrix and just stuck on the wall? That's a, it's actually a green screen. Mochu Joe <laughs> taught me a, a neat trick. These are all stolen archive. So your collection is that fake, just like his. You have a fake it's, collection. It's, That's the new thing. Everything about me is fake. You're you right. either my go, name, my collection, none of this is real. It's all yeah. smoke and mirrors. You either go the shelf for life, where you just stick things on shelves. I want to buy boxes with pictures to put it on a shelf, or you just go the fake route. I, yeah. I get it. I get it. You you got to sometimes. I mean, that's how I roll. That's Justice, you're, you're kind of a next level collector, I, I think. And I say next level from my relative position where I'm in that very infant stage where I see something, I want it, I buy it, it goes on the shelf. Or, you know, I, I play with it and, and put it in the box or, or set it up and boo -boo, boo -boo. that's right. me. You yeah. go to the next level because you don't want to have to always shell out the cash for the, the things you want. You find a way to save your bank account, which is something that my bank account is in, in dire need of right now. What do you do, man? How, how do you pay? How does your collection pay for itself? Because that's, that's what you're up against right now. That's, that's your and, life. And that's a good point. It's a good segue because you still owe me $320. Um, and my well, loan shark is going to come over there. Wasn't as long as we thought it was going to be. The Nintendo I, I know. When, when you start plugging power of Grayskull and something else, then I'll send the check. <laughs> I'm glad your pinky finger healed from the loan shark that I sent last week. <laughs> but um, no, in, in all honesty, yes, my flipping, my hustling, my bankrolling, you know, one flip into this, it's just, it's been going on um, for longer than eight years. I mean, toy collecting has been going on since high school, middle school. I was the weird kid that collected toys. And then once I got out of high school into college, I kind of thought, well, I have to grow up. I can't have this stuff anymore. And I packed it away and I still was flipping things. It was going to garage sales, learning antiques, going to, um, you know, all these freaking thrift places, but I wasn't doing toys. And it was only until about eight years ago when I got sober, I stumbled upon the toy hunter and I went, oh my God, there's all these dudes that are my age and older that are collecting toys. I thought that was not acceptable. And it hooked me back in, became my new drug. And then I transitioned because I've always been hustling still. Um, and I just focused into toys and flipping toys. And early on, I knew that's a common problem with people overextending themselves, 
and buying things and, and using real world finances. So I went, how do I do that? I'll just use this, you know, skill set that I have from flipping antiques and just roll it into toys and use all that money that I'm making on toys to make my collection get better and better and better. So literally, I never had to shell out any real world money into my toy collection. It's just been growing on top of each other. Just picture, and we can go into it further in a little bit. I'll never stop. So you talking. think you're better than me? You think you're better? I do. Yes, I'm. I'm sorry. So, I do think. No, I'm in kidding. Summation, and, I'm better than you, Rob, Rob and Jay. At least Rob. Fair enough. And, Fair enough. And, and in all honesty, I get people all the time messaging me and saying, you know, I wish I had a collection like yours, or I wish, how do I do this and that and the other thing? And I go, I'm no, I'm just a regular toy collector. I'm no better. You, everyone has a way and a style. There's no one way so, so to do us, it. Tell us how you flip. How does one go about flipping and become a, a flipper? Do, do you just get lucky? Do you find like a, a dolly in the gutter and say, oh, I'm going to flip that to some sucker for 25 cents. How do you do that? <laughs> um, in the early stages, it's garage sale. And you guys know the thrill of the hunt you got to go to a hundred grad sales before you find a decent something, unless you're crazy lucky. Um, but when you go, you have to have a good knowledge base. And that's why watching YouTube videos or watching shows and understanding if you're looking at a thousand random weapons from the seventies, eighties, nineties, that you know, which little weapon could be a hundred dollar weapon, which weapon could be a $5 weapon and which is all the junk, you know, um, so having that knowledge base is extremely important when you're flipping toys and knowing what's hot and staying, I, I try to stay in my wheelhouse. Like you show me any GI Joe, He-Man, whatnot. I can give you a rough estimate on value. Now with COVID prices, it's everything's doubled. It's, it's bonkers. So it's hard to keep track of that. But before that, everything was pretty level and I could know that I try to branch out in the other lines too, vintage 60s, 70s but utilizing other resources as well, such as um, eBay sold listings. One of my pet peeves, unfortunately, because I put myself out there so much. I love um, this. Because I love your frequent <laughs> posts because I see it about every eight days. Not quite yeah, once every, a week, but every eight days, every, three times a month. I have to. I have to because I go insane with people reaching out to me daily and they'll say, uh, hey, I found this uh, blind bag predator figure. How much is it worth? And I'm like, you want me to go on eBay and figure out what this thing is worth? I'm not going to do that for you. You know, yeah. it's the old teach a man to fish and he can eat for life. I'm not going to just hand you fish every single day. It's you know, I want you to learn how to fish. But it's easier for me if you just give me the fish. I, I understand that. So, <laughs> but I'm not what? a cook. I'm not for a me. gourmet it's chef. For, for me, though. Wanna, not for you. I'm talking about me. Yeah, I was just going to so, say, man, maybe they just want a piece of you, right? Um, and, because I would think, like logically, it would be a lot more time to message you, wait for you to respond, and then you have to go look it up and then respond to them back. And that whole like two hours, they could have just looked it up, right? Like it's not hard to look up values of things, right? And they might want to have a conversation. That's very true. Um, it, but sometimes people just don't know. They're newer to collecting, and a lot of people are the new guy. Like, hey, I just picked up this you know, lot of a hundred vintage GI Joe figures. What do you think it's worth? And I'm like, I don't know what this is worth. So I tell people, get out a pen and paper, start writing down which the figures are. And if you don't know what the figures are, go to yojo.com, 
go to action figure uh, identification. It's a Facebook group. And this for people watching, it's a freaking wonderful Facebook group. You can literally take 20 random figures or 20 random uh, accessories to figures, any, any eras and put numbers next to them. I think I have a grid. Where's my grid? I could show you. Just picture a number grid on a piece of paper, one, two, three, four, and I put the weapons or figures underneath each number. And then I post one picture of it, put it on this Facebook group, and then all the comments will fill up pretty quickly with thousands of knowledgeable people that enjoy going, hey, number two is Sarad's gun. Number four is Voltron's you know, sword. Number five is this. And they'll so go through one, and identify You start, you start it with one first, and then you go two, three, and four? No, you go evens all the okay. time. Okay, okay. I'm just gonna write this down. I want to make sure I got this right. We don't have. We only have you on for one show, guaranteed. That's all and, we paid and my, for. My battery's flashing, so we got 30 more seconds. Okay, um, we better get this in. We better get this in. I don't worry. We gotta I, get this get in. It. We gotta I get this in. People what too. Else? What else? Make me a millionaire look, with my dollies. Look at eBay sold listings. I value, you know, some, some flippers like to look at the buy it now values. And I go, that's not real. That's not real. That's a big person that's in, or has a lot of money. That's impatient. That pays more, way more than the items worth. Look at the bidding, look at the average bidding, a comparable value of something with condition, whatnot. And I'll just, I, I literally have a file saved on my phone that I just copy and paste. Every time someone sends me something, I don't have to re send out two paragraphs of instructions. I was going to say at this point, you better just have like a JPEG that you can just send them with all the information on it. See you later. (laughs) How do you, how do you find these big scores though? Like, I mean, it's one thing to say, okay, you know what? Maybe I'm not just going to pay for everything. I want toys to pay for more toys. Right. Where do I start looking? Cause I'm not just going to randomly stomach, you know, stumble across Prince Adam's sword in the the sewer gutter from playing creeping Hordak. I'm going to have to find something else, you know? So where, what do I do? Well, the problem is if I tell you to, there's another we're in Canada watching we're in this, Canada right now, and then we're... it's going to be competition. And now I'm going to, your guys going to put me out. I'm going to put myself out of business. If I tell you guys my secret, I'm That's kidding. True, I don't man. Care. I'll share my secret. That was the plan care. all along. So <laughs> number one is to have knowledge on what you're looking for and be able to go, all right, I kind of know rough values and not just take risk all the time. Like, yeah, I might double my money, but then you only break even after spending a week of trying to sell. That's not that's not a good idea. So know what you're looking for. And in the beginning, it was uh, toy shows. Toy shows are huge. Going through those bins, looking and going, all right, that figure, looking on eBay sold listings. There's a Carbonite Han. They want 175 bucks. Ooh, I think it's worth 225. I can make 50 bucks. Oh, but eBay is going to take out 15%. What's 15 from 225? All right, I'm only going to make $20 in the end. Do I want to do that to flip it? Or do I want it personally? So you make those kind of judgment calls, but each of those dollar amounts add to themselves. So that's what I did for a while, but where it's really at is buying large lots. And that's about having relationships with other collectors. And I put myself out there all the time and I make posts like, hey, if you want to sell some toys, I'm your guy. And people reach out to me all the time. Some guys with $20,000 collections, some guys with $200 collections. And I'm upfront right away. I say, listen, I can only pay 50% of eBay sold bidding auction value. So if it's worth 20 grand individually selling, I'll give you 10 G's. If it's only worth $200, I'll give you 
hundred dollars. Well, that hardly and... seems fair, Justice. That's why you're like <laughs> stealing from them at that point. And what I tell them, and most people sell to me, they'll go, "Uh, no, I, I want twenty grand," and I'll go, "All right, good luck with that," because at the end, do you say it just have... like that? Do you say it just like that? No, well, I think that. that I say, "All right, well, if anything changes, let me know." And a lot of times, people will get into starting to sell on eBay and getting returns realizing there's 15% fees going, Oh my gosh, now I got to pay taxes on this stuff. And there's 33%. And at the end I of the year, sold the justice. <laughs> I should have sold. And oftentimes people will start down that, that trail and realize this is going to take me forever and they'll sell to me or people that inherit a big collection of GI Joe's and have no idea what weapon go with what. And they're going to go, this is going to take me months to put together and yeah, they're going to make a lot more money than selling it all one uh, lot. But time is money to people too. And I don't mind spending that time to turn it into cash. And it just keeps going over and over. But I've been getting more picky with the lots that I buy. In the beginning, I was buying junk and incomplete stuff. And I was turning it into a hoarder. I went, nope, I need to be more picky on the stuff I buy. So it's a progression. There's no real right way to do it. It's just what works in your mind and what you're motivated to do. So that's how you acquire. Now, how do you get rid of this crap? Because the nice pieces you'd keep for yourself if you, you were in a lot of, I'm assuming, at least I'm Jay, that's what you were talking about. I do you all try the to, time. Jay finds a lot, you know, he gets into it deeper than he thought, but he got the key figures that, that he wanted. What do yeah. you do with the all, all the other, I mean, not garbage, but garbage that that's um, not, not of interest to you. Quality now, pieces that need a home. Sometimes I've found like, it's not worth me listing something on eBay just to make five bucks on it. The, the pictures, the description, the packaging, to make $5 in the end. Uh, in the beginning, yeah, I would do that. And I don't, And people that are starting off doing it, make that five bucks, get used to repetition, repetition, repetition. But building myself to go, all right, I need to make at least 10 bucks for my time to make, make a listing or something. Sure. Um, and the stuff that's worth under $10, I know a lot of guys that set up at these flea markets, so I'll say, come on over. Here's 10 totes full of all this miscellaneous stuff that is not He-Man. That's not stuff that people contact me all the time for, G.I. Joe, He-Man mainly. Um, and they can nickel and dime it at their flea market. So that's a real help for me with the smaller, least expensive stuff. Or if it's stuff that they don't care about, I go to the target audience. I love Facebook. Facebook, it comes up on their feed. Where eBay... You have to literally search for it. Like I want a He-Man Fright Zone. You type in those words. But if you're on Facebook and you belong to a He-Man group and I post a Fright Zone, you might not be looking for it, but it pops up in front of you. And I you want go, it now. Oh yeah. my gosh, yep. I forgot that thing existed. Now I want it. So there is some positives to the Facebook groups, especially the targeted ones. eBay, you got a way bigger audience. eBay's always going to be king. <laughs> But Facebook has another little avenue. And since I put myself out there constantly with social media posts, people recognize who I am or my post or I have a lot of friends. So it'll come up in their feed and people trust me and buy from me all the time. Um, so that helps me because I've built that reputation from years and years and years of doing this over and over and over again. Now, I, I want to get to some viewer questions, and you're more than welcome to hang around if you want to chime in with some of your responses, too. But I know the real answer of what you do with all the extra bits and pieces that you get from these lots that, you know, 
you're trying to fight the hoarder thing because i've bought some stuff from you yeah and i opened the box and i was like oh this is cool this is finally here but then there's more in there first of all there's a very nice thank you card <laughs> that, that you send people with that with took your... me hours to put together that collage and that's how how it it's feels sweaty like it, it, 20 it pictures sweaty, together so that's how it. my brain is it's it, it's good um <laughs> but then there's this like you just kind of threw this in there I, what is that there's a uh <laughs> there's uh, an x-files trading card oh yes yeah there's uh the searcher han card there's yep. this wham oh now, Robin now that i did because you're, i wouldn't do that for a regular sale that's because you're my friend and that's really neat well i actually like really it. like robin so i thought that was cool yeah so that we got extra points and then this this figure which has been my holy grail garbage find forever <laughs> That's, you know what that is, right? Garbage. Like, what am I no, supposed to do? With no, this? it's not. That's Chuck Norris Karate Commandos. That's one of the bad guys. It's worth like three hundred bucks. It's one of the bad ones, all right. <laughs> and then uh, this guy who's got two holes in his bum. Like, yep. what am I supposed to do? Is this one of those parachute dudes? You know what you do with it? I'm going to tell you what you do with it. You re-gift it to your friends not to me to jay, <laughs> jay I, I hate to to say it but merry christmas brother now you That's did right. also give me a uh han and carbonite card back but it's like look you almost got the figure no <laughs> merry, merry christmas you filthy animal you get my garbage here you go all the way from from michigan and parts unknown like jesus <laughs> And and that's funny. And I'll show you. Like you're gonna, you guys are gonna see something that no one ever gets to see. So, um, all right, check this more, out. So my little fake, workstation, I got like uh, a printer, all sorts of things down here. But in this drawer, at, when I package something up, I open this drawer, and I, this is my rando drawer. So I have the card, which is is very valuable that Rob is going to get uh, graded later, right? And then yeah, all the this... AFA oh, jeez. Yep, oh. official AFA. As I'm... Oh, no. Bixby started <laughs> on my Cameras phone. Cameras on this show all the time. It's fantastic. Yes. Inside is all this, like, random little things <laughs> that it's, I always throw in. childhood but, broken dreams. Yes. Some of the stuff's neat. Like, look at that. It's a garbage pail kid. Um, I'm know, waiting coloring for book stuff. stuff. Like there is some neat things that I put like these garbage pail kids. I probably could get a dollar a piece for and, and just blot them up and get a couple hundred bucks. But I like giving um, Motu Joe freebies. something for Christmas. That, I that's like where getting... Motu Joe started his collection. That's all the how time. he started his collection. That's right. <laughs> yeah. He's got all that weird stuff and that drawer seems full of it. It's great. It, it is. It is super weird. Um, like GI, someone did this to me and that's how I started this. I got a package in the mail from eBay and someone put a, um, just a little freebie card in there. And I went, that's a good idea. I should start throwing freebies in there of all this random stuff that I acquire that I don't want to sell. So then I've upgraded over the years with like taking all those accessory pack GI Joe weapons that are the mismatched colors that hold almost no value and spray paint them gold. And then when someone buys a vintage G.I. Joe from me, I throw one of those gold helmets or backpacks or guns in that that look like a vintage G.I. Joe weapon, but they're spray painted gold. And a lot of people will put them, you know, in their collection or in something. And, and it's kind of because I would like something like that. So I, I don't know. Some of it's garbage, but some of it means a lot to some people. So 
you know, one man's trash, another man's treasure. Or trash. Um, or trash. Jay, did you have any questions for Justice before we go to viewer questions? Yeah, so since you're such a big Joe guy, um, I was kind of... Way to put him on the spot, Jay, since you're the big Joe guy. Oh, no, yeah, I said, if you don't know this, you're a fraud. I said you're a, a big Joe guy. Um, I'm curious, from the original line, the 82 to 94 stuff, um, not your favorite character, but your favorite figure for Joe. Who would that be? Well, favorite figure and character kind of mesh together and they change uh, depends how is it depends right i mean you can like the way snake eyes is portrayed in the comic book but maybe some of the figures aren't quite uh, as you know what i'm trying to say so i do now yeah so um, is it character or is it figure so what's your favorite figure from the original not the, the real american hero line yes uh favorite character let me get them hold on one second it's a it's an official reveal on the jane rob toy show i, I said Sorry, figure. I Favorite figure. <laughs> GI Justice. I just did a review on him, and this is doing if I could learn how to put on headphones. All right, we're gonna do a slow reveal. You ready? Let's do it. Dun, 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 dun. This is the original size of him. A 1986 Cobra Bat. I love him. Oh. Obviously, I'm teasing. Here is the original one um for some reason it just strikes all those chords mainly the nostalgia of it of remembering opening it the uh, the chest how it has that 3d effect to it all the different arm pieces to it the bat it just yeah. resonates with me for something it like right now my my art the hair on my arms are standing up talking about it because these memories are flooding back of playing with it um and thinking about it and Obviously, this is the super, the Hasbro and Super Seven, super yeah. seven was sell on this yeah. one, and it has a removable chest plate and all that other jazz. That's, That's a cool sweet. figure. Yeah, and if yeah. you're right now, it's it's a really bad time if you're trying to army build bats at my local comic shop, at least uh, with all four of their arms. You're looking at a hundred bucks each. Oh my gosh! Yeah. yeah, it's eighty. You know, low end sometimes is eighty yeah. bucks. It's insane. Yeah. But as I alluded to it earlier, COVID just skyrocketed prices because in January they're only forty. Not only forty dollars was crazy in January for them. Yeah. Then uh, COVID hit and <sighs> prices skyrocketed. That's cool. cool, man. I wouldn't have figured it would be an army building trooper, but that's cool. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah. I approve. Let's, and that's uh, my favorite figure. My favorite character would be Lowlight. Wow, interesting. Yeah, very cool, man. I'm sorry, that's the wrong answer. We're gonna have to kick you from the show. That's just how we do it. <laughs> well, I lasted yeah. longer than I thought I would. <laughs> so did your phone <laughs> party. Um, let's get to the the viewer questions this week. Uh, this is one that fits thematically, which is nice. Bill asks, "Where's the line drawn? Where is the line drawn for collecting versus scalping? Some legitimate collectors will buy extras to flip or trade." at a time later would those be considered smart collecting or is it just simple scalping winky face jay you go first yeah this is something there's no real right or wrong answer to this yes um, there is on our show there's right answers I, I don't think there is i personally i'm not that guy so if you look at any toy line if you go into walmart especially this year hasbro short printed everything sure but it's basically if you want the origins line 
Um, besides He-Man and Skeletor, the other guys are pretty rare to get. Um, any of the the Black Series stuff that comes out in the Vintage line for Star Wars, there's never anything there, especially the uh, the new Joes when the Joes came out this year. They're just impossible to get. And big companies like Walmart, you can go in there, literally drag the peg clean, put everything in your cart, and they don't say anything about that. They, they really don't care. So I'm always kind of subscribe to the thought that it's up to the retailer to say okay uh you know they have to teach their staff maybe one per character per person you know so you can't buy all the lukes you can't buy all the he-man you get one of each if you want but that's just my thought on it but if you're flipping that around people have absolutely every right to make money so justice what do you think man i disagree a thousand no i'm kidding um so there (laughs) there is definitely different schools of thought with it personally i don't do a whole lot of the modern toy flipping i got buddies that can't you know go to five different walgreens every day and all the walmarts and look for these exclusive figures and then they keep them for a long period of time and then they sell them in their booth or they try to sell them when they're hot in the beginning um and i can understand the frustration with collectors going hey you you idiot freaking hoarders scalpers are taking all of them off the pegs and my kids can't have them now and whatnot. And then you're putting them on eBay and double on the price. The counterpoint to that is once the supply catches up with the demand. Yeah, I get it. They're not going to be available in the beginning, but the supply is going to eventually catch up to the demand and you're going to be able to get these figures. You're just not going to be able to get them right away. And there's other things with, you know, bots buying up all these exclusive figures and putting them on eBay. Yeah, that that sucks. Um, but, you know, we can't control how other people do it. And there's some shame that and post if you go on Facebook and negativity to scalping. Um, but that oh. typically applies to the modern toys and not the, the vintage arena that I typically uh, play in. Yeah, I mean. In. People seem really angry with uh, the Origins line, the Masters of the Universe Origins line, when people like pick up all those scare glows and like, oh my God, you got to have all the scare glows. And I think a lot of that demand specifically is because of the the rarity of the, of the vintage right. one. You know, come 2021, I think everyone everywhere is going to be able to get all the origin figures. You know, it's going to say new for 21 instead of 20. So there's going to be that variant packaging that people want. But I've always been of the mindset it's about collecting karma. Now, there are some figures that every time I see it on the shelf, I need to have it. I, I want to add it to my collection, even if I've got four. But if I walk into a store for the first time and there's like two or three, I'm going to probably be calling Jay up and saying, hey, man, I got an extra one here. Do you want it? Jay does the same for me. If he's in the store, he's like, hey, do you have that rock steady bebop, you know, NECA cartoon two pack? I got one right here. I can get it. But outside, like a few of our friends, I'm probably just going to grab the one so that somebody else can have it if they want it. But again, I'm not a flipper, and that's one of the reasons I brought you on the show, Justice, because I don't understand that. I would love for that to be the case. It seems like a lot of work and a lot of time, and I've seen you, you know, videos. I think it was on Plastic Crack episode one where you're sitting there scrubbing the Joes in the bathtub. Time. I don't have that time with two kids, you know, six and almost three. I don't have that time to sit in a bathtub scrubbing Crimson Guards just yet. Um, so daddy's going to pay for his dollies out of his Warbuck wallet right now. It's just going to be the, the way it is, you know? So I really subscribe to collecting karma that if you put it out there, that it'll come back to you in some case. And maybe the reason that I found it on the shelf is because I left something another time for somebody else. Yep. Yep. 
Um, can I, and, and that just brought up a huge point with the overall theme of flipping toys and people going, wow, well, you're so lucky or what, what's going on? You have to freaking work harder than everybody else. Like I don't watch TV at night. I have two kids too, so I don't have time to be doing a lot of toy stuff when I'm at home with my kids. So the second they fall asleep, I'm freaking packaging, cleaning, taking photographs, doing all this kinds of stuff. And I purposely do not have a video game, a modern video game system. I love video games. I want to play video games real bad, but I know how addictive my personality is. And I would get right back into that lifestyle and my toy collecting and hustling would go on the back burner. So kind of my finish line in my brain, once I can finally slow down and retire from my real job, and I'm using toys to kind of help me retire early. I don't want to be a 55-year-old cop chasing you know, people over fences and fighting with people every day when I'm an old man. I want to get out as early as possible and then get into the toy game. Um, so I'm going to try to retire early at 47 years old and then do this kind of stuff, flipping and use that flipping for real world finances, but you got to work hard. And that's why I'm building, um, you know, my collection, my inventory, my searching, connecting with people, but it freaking, it takes a toll. It's, it's exhausting, but it's fun. It doesn't feel like work. That's why I enjoy doing it. Nathan asks for our second question. Hey, how do you handle parts of the collections you don't want to display or can't display? What types of storage do you guys use? What is the best way to store undisplayed collection pieces like stormtroopers? What do you guys think? Jay, you go first. Yeah, I, I actually have a basement in my house and I have similar shelves to uh, how my collection is set up. And I actually have all the extras and all the empty boxes from like, you know, War for Cybertron, Transformers, and stuff like that, all displayed that way. So even the overflow of stuff that I have is on display. It's just in the basement where everyone can't see it, right? So yeah, I don't, I don't like doing the bin thing. I understand some people they don't have a choice. They just don't have the space, right? So they have to do that. That's not me. Even the extra stuff that isn't in the main areas are still on display. Sure, uh, Justice. What do you think, man? You've probably um, got lots of stuff that isn't fake in the background or you know you have it in boxes somewhere what do you do with it so i told myself early on when i started collecting if i can't display it i'm not going to own it just to own it i'm not going to go well i just want this x collection at full transformers but i don't have no place to put it like if i want to add a new line or a new item that's why my collection is so jam-packed with stuff on the ceiling and walls and every nook and cranny is because i don't want to have it in some tote somewhere because that tote will turn into two totes turns into four totes turns into 16 totes and then i got little narrow pathways through my house because i'm a a real life hoarder um i don't want that to happen so how i combat that is stuff in my personal collection has to be in my room but unfortunately what my wife calls leakage it kind of has been going (laughs) out of my room into my kids room um it's still displayed but I do have a large, uh, not large, but a spot seldom uh, videoed in the back. Um, just kind of like the unfinished portion of the basement. But that's typically my is, inventory. That's is not this part another of exclusive on the Jay and Rob Toy Show? Are you going to film you know, that for us? Yeah, let's go. Let's go, man. Here we I go. Got, let's do oh, it. By the way, because it's all nice and... Oh, gosh. Dang this it, 2% is lasting up. forever. I, I love your battery life, by the way. Well, that's... <laughs> That's yes. Uh, it's not metric like you guys. Two percent. Oh, standard. that's the difference. 
Yes. Gotcha. That's, that's magic the versus Imperial. Totally. Yes. Get it. <laughs> you know, I, I uh, on an earlier episode of, of our show, Justice, I talked about with Jay how oh, the leakage I'm, I'm plotting as a, as a quiz for my wife. I have a Snake Eyes version four in one of our bathrooms. And now my son's birthday was about a month ago and I gave him some figures and those gotcha. are another room that I specifically oh. put them in. So I'm plotting the leakage to get into other rooms <laughs> of the house so, so that it must not be contained. Right. So, Nice. All right, we're, we're on the fly here with, with, with Justice Curry. He's taking us. And, and you know this how is it's exactly so bright? like your, your fake storage video locker reveals it yes. to you. I love it. All right. <laughs> it's yes. the Blair Witch Curry project. Here we go. <laughs> so um, fake this is just lots of stuff <laughs> everywhere. Some stuff needs to be processed. Some stuff already is. And time is my en enemy. Not finding toys. Like, luckily... I'm blessed with, you know, all these connections that I've made. I can find toys, but having the time to sell them is the problem. I mean, I just got, you know, random mail away G.I. Joe freaking rare file cards and double handed bazookas and all this other stuff. Um, Your wife and, loves you so much, dude. I, oh, all I can she tell does. you looking at that organized it's, it's chaos. Like <laughs> she must love you so much. She does love me. She does love me. But I have to buy her, you know, iPads and freaking crap. Every Dude, week. If, if, Just if that's all I had to do, if that is all I had to do, oh my goodness. Now, Carlos is chiming in. He's a good friend of yours, I believe. Don't worry about that. I'm sure it was nothing expensive. No, uh, no. Car Just... Carlos says, here in Florida, we don't have basements, so my closets and all my rooms are jam-packed with toys. Carlos, I get you, man. I lived in Texas and I lived in Vegas. Again, no basements. Uh, and that was the bane of my existence when I lived in the U.S. for almost 10 years. I'm from here, but I live there. Now I'm back here. And I'm back, I'm glad to have a basement. So that's that's super nice. I got one last question, guys. It comes from Matt. He said, Jay, in a previous episode, you mentioned that you used to collect Star Wars Funko Pops, but you no longer do. What prompted this change of heart? This seems to be... A normal thing, I think a lot of people in the collecting community at one point fall in love with Pops and then not. Uh, I'm going to get Justice to go first because you're going to give us the direct answer, Jay. Justice, I want to hear your your thoughts on Pops. You mean the, the Beanie Babies, the modern age Beanie Babies? Yes. Um, I, I'm kidding. I have Pops in my collection, only a couple of them. But they made Pops of everything conceivable. Things that weren't action figures suddenly became a pop such you know goonies and this exclusive and that um and people fell in love with them and they but as you know what i, I don't want to go down this path because i don't want to i don't want to poo poo anybody's passion jay i i take my remaining time and i put give it to you he's got one percent left jay go for it <laughs> It's it's not that I don't like them. I, I still really like pop figures. I think they're cool for all the reasons that you just said, Justice, because there's a lot of... Uh, for instance, when Mandalorian Season 1 came out, um, Hasbro wasn't making all those really obscure characters. And the pop figures were. They made everyone from Season 1. So if you want a physical representation of that character, you had to get pops. Um, for me, it was... They started to creep up on price and they were like 15 bucks Canadian each. And I got a bunch of Star Wars ones one day. They all came in. They were the Mandalorian ones and it was like a hundred bucks. And I'm like, man, I could spend that hundred dollars and get a nice vintage piece or something. And on top of that, they took up a lot of space. I, I, I bought a shelf at Walmart just specifically for Pops in 2017 
and I put the shelf together and the shelf was filled up and I still had so many pops. I mean, they're great because they stack together. They look fantastic. It was a space issue and I don't sell stuff from my collection. Usually it's very rare, but the pops all went every single one, except uh, Jedi Knight Luke from return of the Jedi was the only one I kept. Yeah. I, for me, like I fell into them hard. I've got, Stay Puff and the three original Ghostbusters that were released. I've got Snuffle Up, I guess, which I just think is a cool looking pop. I've got uh, uh, Uncle Traveling Matt as well. I had all the Dark Crystal, all the Labyrinth. I've got, I think, a Magicka Dispel one and maybe a Scrooge McDuck. But I had tons. And I just don't have the space for it. And I don't love it as much as I love other things. And so we're talking about display and what should we do with the stuff we don't want. Justice, I'm like you. My kind of rule is if I can't see it, I don't want it, or I probably don't need it as much as I want it originally. I can get yep. really caught up in the pre-order frenzy that happens, and I, oh, I got to get this. This is cool, but uh, you know, you got to prune the collection to what you really want. And so, as I design the boiler room into something that I actually really want, I know a lot of the crap. I mean, quality stuff that I have is going to get <laughs> trimmed back into something more desirable that that I like. You know, and I think getting the blank you know a couple of weeks ago was a big first step to saying i'm neat. the big hero this is my hero figure what other hero figures should go with it so are you gonna name almost, drop are you gonna name drop that figure every episode yeah that's right it's the best looking reproduction i've ever seen well i tell you nobody else has called me on it so bravo bravo, bravo. i'm too trusting dude justice that's my thing i'm too trusting i mean oh yeah I'm tells me something i'm like really he's like no not really i'm like <laughs> Oh, I'll purposely buy reproduction, like vintage, really rare pieces. Like heavy metal was the Mauler's tank driver. And he had this little microphone that's going for, you know, $400, $800. Now it's out of control. But there's so many darn reproductions like the Star Wars community with weapons. So I purposely will go on eBay and buy reproductions just so I can have, you know, um, just to know what they look like. And, and not get fooled with um, if I don't have the original myself. Sure, yeah. Uh, Justice, you already showed off uh, a dolly to us with your Cobra bat, so I'm not going to invite you to hang out for our action figure showdown that we do with Jay and I. We do a little bit of show and tell action figure spotlight. But I do you want you to have a chance. Yeah, that's right. I, uh, I do want you to plug where people can find more of your adventures, though. Where can people find you? How should they reach out? How can they find out what something is worth? <laughs> something's worth yes uh please check me out just type in justice curry on youtube and you can hit that subscribe and notification button because i'm constantly sharing things but i share things more often on facebook and my friends list is kind of filling up to the peak where i can't add anymore so don't send me a friend request just hit the follow button you can and my profile is open you can see all the posts and craziness if you want to stay a part of the adventure um, and then obviously Instagram, I don't use it as often, maybe once a week, but I try to put on some special things there as well. So all sorts of videos on YouTube that I kind of fine tune, put music to the spur of the moment videos I'll do on uh, Facebook. So those are two, uh, realms of social media that I kind of are my wheelhouse. Well, uh, a sincere thank you for taking the time to uh, grace us with your presence. I thought it was really awesome. And, uh, you know, we will invite you back again if if you'll make the time for us and uh, 
Thanks really? for the exclusive reveals. Yeah. I'm going to say that on air at least. We'll talk maybe <laughs> after. We'll I'm going to save tech uh, screenshots when you're like, you MF and blah, blah, blah. It <laughs> wasn't me. wasn't me. It wasn't you. It's the Russians. <laughs> well, cool. I had a lot of fun. Thank you guys for inviting me. Oh, dude, it's good to finally talk to you. And uh, since Rob's kicking you out from the show and tell portion of the show, make sure you stick around and check it out because I, I brought this figure up just to, just to show you. So. Thanks, oh, Rob. Definitely will. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Cheers, brother. <laughs> <Cut him off. laughs> oh, sorry. Did you want to say something? <laughs> I wanted to... Oh, thank God I'm back. Oh, my God. Phew. I need that attention. You know I strive on the attention. That's all. If you, if you cancel me. So thanks for coming out, Justice. Uh, that was really, really good. Um, He's sitting there laughing at us. He's sitting there laughing. Okay. Oh, dude. Okay, oh, he's back. back. One last time. One oh, last time. God. I, I literally can't breathe. Leave me on here because this is my lifeblood. This is my oxygen. I'm serious. <laughs> okay, I need this attention. Do figure, Don't let do me go. Figure, no, I'm like, staying here. I'm not yeah. leaving. I'm not I, leaving. I, I Literally, the option nope. to kick you out just disappeared. So, Jay, pick a number. <laughs> I got, I've had a little bit of mail, not a lot. I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven things still over here. Oh, wow. Nice. Uh, let's always odd. Let's do three. Number three. Uh, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's fine. Okay. okay five. No, five. Okay. Look at, my, look at my dogs trying to go in the fire. <laughs> one, two, three, four, five. Okay. So this is, this is actually the newest piece I got. It's, it's really not that special. I think it's arriving for everybody uh, recently. Let me go full screen here so you guys can see. This is uh, the, the Hasbro Pulse Haslabs, the new kind of Secret Wars type guys that have, oh, that have yeah, come yeah. out. So I haven't even opened it. You can still see the, the tape there. Should I open this or should I just leave it in a box? What do you, what do you guys think? Oh, I don't like that box. Oh, my God. Yeah, Where just uh, open it. It's Let's Casey see. Curry. Casey Curry's here. Hey, Casey Curry. Um, I would open it, man. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's open it. Let's open it. Let's see what's in here. So again, these are I. A lot of people were mixed on these when they were announced not that long ago. Um, but I really like the Secret Wars line. That was one of like those staples growing up. So I thought this is awesome, and I'm a really big fan of Electro, in particular. Again, a weird, not really? main. Electro. I don't know if anybody's ever fell in love with Electro. No ever said that. You're yeah. the only fan of Electro. I'm the, I'm the only fan. And again, the Secret Wars Electro in particular was a European exclusive, and it's such a cool character. So I thought, oh, this would be cool to have it in, in that vein and style. So wow. again, I really like the artwork here. I'm just going to go solo so people can check it out. So yeah, there we go. So Spidey That's looks awesome. cool. I think they look really cool. Um, and now the conundrum always begins. Do I leave it in the package? Because that art is pretty sweet, pretty classic Marvel. Or do I do I open it? So there's not much. Two. No, we've justice. <laughs> go back and check our episode. We we've talked them over to you. They're they're unpunched and then oversized novelty uh, punch there. You could do that. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'll uh, open them. Maybe I won't. What do you think, Jay? I I say open it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I say know. flip a coin. All right. Well, too late. I've bent the cardboard and I'm opening it. <laughs> oh, he doesn't even use an exacto knife. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. Save that card back. You ship it to me when you send something. 
Yeah. <laughs> like the Han Solo. Nice. Right, you know what? The weird thing is, he looks exactly as he did in the package. I really gained nothing by opening this. It's like <laughs> thing of what have I done with my oh, life? You made a terrible mistake. <laughs> and you know what? Put him back. Well, listen to this. He doesn't even stand properly. Oh. So I can't even display my dolly on my shelf. What a waste of just, space. Just throw him away. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right, Jay, let's wrap up. What do you got for your guys? Do you have a specific guy or do you have like numbers or something? No, I have one guy. Um, I have my favorite Joe of all time, Justice, is uh, 88 Storm Shadow. Clearly, right? Um, oh, yeah. I love that figure. So this is his buddy. Uh, this is from a figure set that came out in 2006. Um, and it's uh, extremely rare. And the price on these three figures has gone up astronomical. He's in his little container. So if the reflection is not good. Um, but uh, you recognize that guy? I can't see it. My okay. mount. I'm going to take it out here. Here, put it on the side because my mounting thing is covering up your face. Can you move it? See that? I can't. Put it to the side, not right in the middle. Oh, there it is. Oh, wow. Here, I'll try this view. You know who that is? Gosh, dang it. My... Uh, oh, yes. That's the... Uh... Oh, my gosh. My knowledge when it's it gets okay. out of 94 is very fuzzy. So here's the, here's the accessories. That's uh, an M60 machine gun. This would be um, Snake Eyes. Yep. Um, the origin of Snake Eyes from G.I. Joe 26, which is my favorite story. And this is with uh, the three-pack that comes with Tommy Rashikagi and uh, Stalker as well. So this is – you can't really see the details too much, but he even has the little photo of his sister that he kept for good luck tucked in his hat there. And his wow. eyes are actually kind of grayed out because he's always in shadow, even in the book. But yeah, this guy is worth a couple hundred just on his yes, own. Yes, it is. And I finally yeah, I've never had it. I've never came across that figure. It's accessories too there. Yeah, man. It's uh, Tommy Rashikagi is my favorite figure, but uh, I'm going to do a review on this one soon. But he's creeping up, man. It's uh, nice. nice. Rob, how awesome is that? It's uh, it's cool. I remember when you when hey, you got it and you're hey. talking. To it, it's pretty awesome. I mean, I like a good knockoff, like anybody. But you know, <laughs> I'm glad you can have something to display on yourself. Yes, Neil, you got it. Yeah, he's he's known as Vietnam Snake Eyes. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, yeah. So I, I bit the bullet and I got all three of them. I actually have two Tommy Rashikagis now because I loved them. Oh so wow, you got two of them. The big hero. You gotta be the Storm Shadow here. I'm Storm Shadow J. Come on, that's right. That's right. <laughs> And that'll do it for another episode. So that ends everything we talked about. That's how it's over. It's uh, no, no, keep it. I want just stay. Can we? Can we no. hang out for a couple? We more are already hours, over time for some unknown no. reason. Some new I'm element came in and extended yep. our programming. I'm not leaving. Uh, where can people find you, Jay? Online. Uh, I am just Jay Bartlett. I don't have a cool name. Maybe I will change it to Storm Shadow Jay. I don't know. Uh, I like just it. Jay Bartlett on all social media and my YouTube channel which is just coming up on a year now uh, is going really great. And that's again, under Jay Bartlett, the dude with the long hair, not the other guy. Um, so check it out guys. Yeah. If you love toy reviews, clearly you do. If you're here watching the three of us grown boys talk about toys, check it out. Yeah, buddy. And you can find me on TikTok and Twitter on Instagram at Rob McZobb. And of course, all our action figure adventure stuff on Facebook 
and uh, Instagram as well. Thanks for uh, watching, guys. As we always like to end ever these all these episodes from Storm Shadow J and uh, GI Justice Curry in this case. For the love of toys, take care of yourself and each other.